and you don't know shit. Now I see you got yourself a little business going, well that's good, that's good. You make that paper. But when you're making paper, you gotta learn some rules to go with it. You gotta learn the difference between guns and butter. There are two type of niggas in this world. They're niggas with guns and niggas with butter. Now, what are the guns? The guns, that's the real estate. The stocks and bonds. Artwork. You know, shit that appreciates with value. What's the butter? Cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit that don't mean shit after you buy it. That's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. Little dumb motherfuckers. This is dedicated to the lover. To the lover. In you, in you, in you. Summer, silk in the winter, this is such an art, where do I begin? I used to sing tenor in the church choir, really I was flexing but the girls they were fine, I'm that type of guy that know the subtle signs, when I cuddle mine, she ain't even trying to look sexy, but even if she was, so what, motherfucker grow up, don't mean to be so abrupt, but that lets me know that she's a human being, and being human's hard, on the boulevard, girl you got it bad, glad I'm not one, but yet you got it good, you are the hot one, but I'm Andre, Benjamin Andre to be exact, you'd hope to meet a gentleman one day, well this is that, in fact, Dookie introduced us at a show about a year or so ago, I don't know, mine slips me, I'm in the southern states, you know, why all the pimps be, dressing all boogie and carrying ugly cups, and yes you're getting booed if your shit do not get down, and yes you're getting sued by women who didn't get up out they seat on the bus, and feet shouldn't rust, and beat is a must, and we shouldn't lust, but we do, I'm laughing at the calendars and clocks, ascot to match the socks, what's in your speaker box, pink and blue, you're lollygagging, you're slow poking, you got me open, you're playing with me, darling, I'm not a toy, as if Anita Baker brings the joy, you're a kiner, the tiner, meaning the real McCoy, I can't wait. Cranking was popping. You already know the vibes. This is the Untitled Podcast. I am your host, Boobs. Here's my brother, Swat. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> What's that, the word, Jake? Is that, that French, nigga? I think that's, um, shit, that's uh, Hebrew, I think. That's the shit them boys do with them skis, right? The skis? You know, they be a little, little shalom. That, you talking about Young Thug? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yo. No? All right, okay. yo. So here we are, man. This is episode 16, <laughs> man. Our sweet 16. We done made it. Ain't no motherfucking cupcakes. Ain't no we goddamn. We to the DMV, nigga. Yeah, get that license, man. <laughs> New whip. About to go tear some shit up. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Shout him out. Nah, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to tell that. I ain't going to tell that story. I'm going to keep that in the family. Yo, man. So here we are, man. Episode 16, man. Um, Before we start, I do want to um go ahead and uh and apply to you guys, uh, the listeners, um, we are officially up over a thousand um, downloads, thousand listens, man. Sixteen episodes in, so blessings, blessings, blessing, man. So you said it at what end of June? I right? said end of June. Yeah. I sent that text. I was like, bro, watch end of June. We gonna hit one k. And here we are at end of May. 
Look at that. Look at that. God says, yeah, right. <laughs> right, already, already. Watch this. Yeah, man. So shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate the support. Um, as usual, you know, we always say talk to us. We talk back and mm-hmm. talk to us now because once again. Prices go up, niggas. Number change. Yeah, prices go up. Numbers change and I'm going to stop listening. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm going to tell you that right now. Once again, you ain't got to fuck with us, but hey, if you don't... Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. Whore. Whore. Yeesh. <laughs> All right, man. So, that being said, man, um, you know, we go ahead and jump right into it. Auntie Monique um, had a few words to say about women in bonnets. Talking like, about amphitheater. We not doing that. We not doing that okay. today. <laughs> I see what time you're we not, we not doing that day. We not going to call Monique Coachella. Did we call her Coachella? Was that Coachella? Yeah, that was Coachella. That was Coachella. That was Coachella. That was Coachella. I forgot about that. That was a fun Let's episode. Let's not do that. Again. Okay. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right. Girl, cool. Big girls didn't like that when we said that. We For call, real? Yeah, you can't. I still love them. Yeah, you can't call big girls vaginas like amphitheaters. Because mm-hmm. all of them ain't got big vaginas. They don't? That's what I heard. That's what you heard. Damn, I tried to catch you. Gotta be quicker than that. Gotta be quicker oh, than that. Man. So uh Monique had some um not so kind words to say about young ladies wearing uh bonnets out in public. Um basically she kinda gave the same talk that my mother would give me when I walked to the house in flip flops. Look like somebody, you know, act like somebody, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um she's pretty critical. Uh, in my mind, I think overly critical. Um, I think in this generation, kind of harsh. Yeah, harsh. yeah. Um, I think that you know it goes two different ways for me because I think we were kind of encouraged to be ourselves mm-hmm. and express ourselves and that kind of thing. But on the flip side, you still got that old school that want you to stick by certain standards because that's what they came up with. Yeah. Um, I think it was packaged wrong. I think she wanted to come off as caring and loving, but. You can tell that the hidden agenda was, you know, kind of talking down, right. throwing shame upon, you know, those that do like to yeah. go out with their bonnets on, who, those who are comfortable with going out with their bonnets on and everything. So right. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know, man. She I, she probably should have stayed away from this one right here. Man. I think so. But one thing that we do not hear, that we not do hear the Untitled Podcast it's getting in women's business. Of um, so I thought it'd be a good idea to for this to be a, a segment where we made a phone call um, and have a woman kind of elaborate on her thoughts and, and kind of give us, uh, you know, where she's at with it. So let's see if, uh, see if we get somebody on, the, on a hotline. Let's see what happens here. Hey. Is this uh, just Big Tip? It is. Big tip. This is Boob calling from the Untitled Podcast. Please don't say anything that can get you or I in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you see that, okay. man? You see that, man? That's like, that evil girl. Because she knows. I know <laughs> some shit, nigga. I got you now. It's one thing about your dogs, man. They know shit about you, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ooh, boy. so um, I got, got my co-host, Swad, here with me, man. And hey, good evening. Good evening. What's up with you? Not much, man. Can't call it. Um, so we were uh, talking about the uh, the whole Monique and Bonnet situation, and you know, one thing we don't do here is get into women's business. Um, so what I wanted to do was kind of um, just let you. Hey, the floor is yours. Uh, kind of give your take, your opinion on it. 
and uh, kind of go from there. Um, yeah, so this whole bonding thing is like, first of all, they won't let it go. Like, we can't stop talking about it for real. Um, I think that the most troubling part about it is when you take pictures of strangers that are literally minding their business in public places and use it as a discussion piece on a platform, that's when things get messy. Because first of all, you don't even know these people. Mm. But what you find and what you see is happening now with this bonding conversation is that people are sharing their opinions and you really see where people stand on a lot of things. And a lot of it, once you realize in life that a lot of people's opinions are just a projection about how they feel about something personal and they try to put that on other people, everything else makes sense. Um, but I feel like the, the issue with the bonnet thing is, is the issue of respectability. And a lot of people believe in respectability politics, even if they don't know what they are. And a lot of people care about white gays. So that means how we look in front of white people. Don't act like that in front of white people. Why do you look like that in front of the white people? You get what I'm saying? And even if they may not put that last part in front of them white people or, you know, mention the white people, a lot of people care about how they look in front of white and I think it has a lot to do with our moms. So our moms was raised in the 60s and 70s. So they felt like they had to look a certain way, they had to act a certain way, they had to carry themselves a certain way in front of people. But guess what? No matter what you did, you were still a nigga. And I feel mm. like the same applies here. Like, it's, I don't know, and the part that's kind of pissing me off about the conversation is how we center ourselves in other people's business. Now, who am I that you shouldn't wear a bonnet around me? Right. Nigga, I don't even know you. That's sad. So, so, <laughs> so, we so a lot, and I hate that. Yeah. So, so basically, what you're saying is, and we kind of got to kind of discuss it a little bit, um, just in the sense that we we come from parents who who told us to express ourselves, who told us to be ourselves, um, who to be comfortable in our own skin, and then we throw bonnets on, we throw do rags on in public, right, and look down upon and. Um, you know, and I heard the same thing speaking about how uh, you get people who, you know, talk about, you know, what's professional and typically everything that seems to be professional is white. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For you know, real. No tattoos. Your hair has to be a certain way, cut a certain way. The length of your nails, uh, yeah. the color of your hair, mm-hmm. the earrings you wear. Everything. The way you dress, you know, what shoes you wear. Yeah. Don't put this on. Be professional. Um, I- but. I got a question for you, and uh, this is kind of how, how I sit with everything. Um, do you feel like it's easier to attack women when it comes to issues like these? Because you mentioned, like, do-rags, and I know, like, the early 2000s, like, do-rags, white yeah. beaters, tank tops, and things like that were marketable for, like, hip-hop. Mm. You saw it in every video mm-hmm. when you turn on the BET. So why can't it be the same thing for women with bonnets? Right. Listen, but like women are, especially black women, we're policed literally for everything. Mm-hmm. It's either if you wear your hair natural, don't nobody want to see that, you know, you got to fix your edges. If, if, if you get what I'm saying, and if it's not that, then you wear a wig and it's, Europe, you know what I'm saying? Like these are European standards. And then if it's, if it's not that and I put a bonnet on my head because the hell on y'all because it's, it's too many standards, then there's something wrong with that. And it is consistently something that happens with black women. Like right. we really always have something to say about what black women are doing and what they're wearing instead of just letting them be. Like they need to start with the kids. Like you call a four year old grown. Like let them some kids ain't bother. You get what I'm saying? It's literally <laughs> a consistent thing that, that happens with black women. Like and if anybody's listening to this, I just really encourage you like to just let black women be. Like there's so much that we do. Like when you look at it, 
you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to take it to the political side or you looking at the organization of like black movements in it and you get what I'm saying? Like we are the most educated and we're doing all this other stuff and then it's like we never really just have the space to be though. Right. It's like we always have to look a certain way or be a certain way or do a certain thing and it's just like, well, damn, when we get to relax. Like, especially if I'm in the airport, like for real, for real, airplane ain't nothing but got their city bus and it's, <laughs> right. it's filthy. Right. Why do, and you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day when people would travel for business, yeah, they may have on suits and stuff like that because I may be leaving the airport going straight to a business meeting. Listen, TSA will absolutely violate you if you wear a wig. Do you hear me? They will make you take your wig off. They got their fingers all oh in their wig, touching your cornrows. Mm. Yeah, because they want to make sure that you aren't you don't have any contraband in your wig. So it's just like I totally understand. Yeah, I ain't really fucking with TSA right now. They took my down cocoa butter lotion this past weekend. So yeah, I got a personal vendetta against them. The boy told you only a certain amount of ounces, and he and I bought the uh, the small bottle, like the traveling size bottle, and they still took it. You ain't need it. I needed that nah, shit. Nah, Flourish King. Let that ash, <laughs> let that ash be on that Flourish King. I needed be that. Right. Be ashy. Be your natural state. Yeah. Be your natural state. And Goofy, it was something you said about our parents, though. Like, uh-huh. And I love my mama, but we got to look at the fact that they really didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Bro. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> they, and, and like, this is how I look at life. All right. Everybody's sitting at the table, okay? Everybody's chair at the table is in a different spot. That means the room looks different from wherever you see it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you think about our parents being raised in the 60s, 70s, whatever, some of your moms might be raised in the 80s. But it's just like, when you look at the situation, a lot of the stuff they told us was from their perspective and where they were at the table. Mm-hmm. My mama told me to go to school and get a good job, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm it. saying? Go to school, get a degree so I can get a good job. So then when I came out of school and the job wasn't lining up and I just wouldn't take any kind of job, she was like, out of the job, but nigga, that's not what you told me. Right, right. You told me to go to school so I can get a good job. Good you get job. what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like their perspective is based on a certain time period and how they were raised. You I get what I'm a, saying? They were raised by people from the 40s and 50s, so they really just don't know what the hell going th- on. And I think a lot of a lot of black people in those times live in a place of fear. Right. right, so the the advice they're giving Don't make us, the wrong move. yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fear based, you know, it's fear based advice. So you're telling me just go go to school and get a job, but that's the only way you can make money. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 that's all you can do, right? And right. It, it's a certain fear they have in speaking to us, right? So when we kind of buck back and or we follow that advice and it doesn't line up, it's like you said, you know, the job market. I think we've all I'm following you know, your blueprint exactly. Mm-hmm. We've all graduated college, mm-hmm. came out of college. Mm-hmm. Now what the fuck do I do? Right, where's the job at? Right. I was, you told me after I got I this piece of paper. I thought it was waiting at the end of the stage. Yeah, you feel and me? I'm, I'm chilling. What's going <laughs> on? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so so I agree with you. You know, I and I think that also goes, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with the bonnet situation. Okay. Um, you know, and don't don't wear it out in public. You you, you can look a certain way. Right. Well, to who? Right, right. And right. To like, what is it? Right. Like, a who? bonnet is pulled off 99 Right. Like, we are really out of our pocket. You get what I'm saying? Like we're really out of our mind in our pocket. Having such an intense conversation about a bonnet that's only $5. And it's like the bonnet on my head has nothing to do with anybody else. You get what I'm saying? Like, And I hate that people center themselves the way they do. Like when I tell you that just blows me. And I hate how we've assimilated things that black people do with it automatically being ghetto. Like a bonnet on my head makes me ghetto. Well, how about this? Put my goddamn doctoral tab on mine because I mm. still have my doctor. But you get it. You get what I'm saying? Because it's going to make me 
no less of a person. You get what I'm saying? Because I have a bonnet on my head. And like I said, it ties back to respectability. It was this dude that was on the news like some years back around the time that the whole Trevor Martin thing happened. And he talked about the importance of how you look and how he lets his son leave the house. You know, he encourages them to wear like business attire and stuff like that because he doesn't want to be, you know, like pointed out or, you know, like picked apart, you know, by the police. And I'm just like, Shit, if they want you, they're going to get you. It don't matter what you yeah. do. They'll kill your black ass in the pseudo choir robe. It don't matter. I promise you. <laughs> they do not care. They will kill your black So why, why we got you on the line? Uh, you want to tell us the craziest place you wore your bonnet out at? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get him. I okay. All right. Damn. Um, I was in college, and it was this party, right? A party. Okay. And like the setting. It was like it was like this big party. So I went to school. Uh, out here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we used to go to a lot of the NC State parties. Um, but you had to get tickets, right? Mm-hmm. I I definitely wore my body to get the tickets. And I remember when I came back, the dude was like, damn, you look different. <laughs> but yeah, I did. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Slippers or tennis and shoes? it was like a huge party, like thousands of people. You get what I'm saying? And it was just kind of like on some, I'm not about to be out here in my heels getting my ticket. I'm going to just wait and get my ticket. Oh, so you came, back. Then you came back. Oh, all right, that's nasty. That's nasty. All right. Okay, I see what you did. Oh, man. I see what you did. You had anything else for Nah, that was it right there. Man. All right. I just wanted to paint the picture. <laughs> Since we pro bonded over here, you know, I just had to see no, where she was at. Right, you got to make a stand on that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. She preached all this big bonnet talk. Oh yeah, and then she ain't never wore her bonnet oh, no, outside. I'm about, yeah. no, I'm about nah. I'm to wear my bonnet like out now. You get what I'm saying? Just because like. Well, we gonna get the like y'all need our ass with a fool. When we, you know, when we need somebody, if you see a sister. She's got on her bonnet. Tap that person. I'm gonna tap your ass. Don't touch me. Like <laughs> you see me out in my bonnet. Like don't do that. You get what I'm saying? No, no. Somebody need to throw a bonnet, bonnet party. Uh, yeah. a bonnet party. A bonnet party. Bonnets and bow ties. Bonnet. I'm bow ties with the bonnets. I mean, shit. We here. Nah. We should create it for everything. Like, let's start doing bonnets and booze. Bonnets and do rags. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm with it. let's let. All the way with it. If we gonna go there, let's, let's do it. Let's Remember, go. Give me a big silky do rag with a long ass train. With the with the train. Yeah, <laughs> drag that shit. Looking real presidential yes, with sir, it. Yes, sir. I met somebody carry, carry my train that shit too. Yeah, yeah. We gonna get that shit cranky. I like that. Let's do that. Let's, let's go for that. that. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Plan for the fall. Well, big tipper, we appreciate you, and I Thank also you so appreciate much. you for not saying anything that I would have to edit out. Um, so <laughs> let's try it next time. Next time, man. Let's let's yeah, put it all on the table. You know my business. Yeah, Look, yeah. As much as I know <laughs> your business, you know my. <laughs> that, that's that's a fact. See, that's what friends are for. Uh, okay, okay. So I appreciate you. I'll holler at you. Thank you. I'll take care. All right, so there we go, man. Big bonnet talk is over with, man. So we are standing on the fact that you could do whatever the fuck you want to. Hell yeah! And if they look at you wrong, say fuck you. Looking at it. feel me. Slap you a nigga one time, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't got bail money for you, but it sound good. Nah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna get you out. It's your choice. I shot you out. Absolutely, man. So, so, man, moving on. um, 
to uh to another topic, man. Something that, you know, I think, you know, right now we're in the midst of the NBA playoffs. Um and fans are now being allowed back into arenas. Um, at uh, some arenas, I believe, are at full capacity. If I, I it seems like it. it. Listen, it looks like it. it seems um, fans like are at least being allowed courtside. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've seen some arenas with different setups. Um, you know, but I know for sure, at least on the opposite side of the floor, where the opposite right. benches, fans are allowed to sit courtside. You have some some arenas they have like vaccinated sections yep. and non-vaccinated things like that. But for the most part. Shit, it's live again, man. Absolutely, and um, and I and I I knew this was going to happen as far as fan interaction, mm-hmm. um, just with fans being away from the game for so long, and kind of stepping out into that light and being around people and being in the crowd. It's kind of like a little kid, right? Coming off of when punishment. You, yeah, it's like a little kid. You get off punishment. Your cousin's at the house. Hell you showing yeah. your ass because you ain't been out. Fuck that you shit. Know? Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna you know, <laughs> you know already. So. Um, we had an incident earlier in uh, actually in February, and you and I touched on it. Oh, of course, I had Karen and LeBron, and LeBron kind of yeah. shouting some some racial slurs to LeBron. He reacted um, to that, and that becoming the thing. She mm-hmm. just squirted out. Um, and then also uh, now we've had a few incidents. Uh, we've had Russell Westbrook had popcorn thrown on him. Popcorn Paul. Popcorn Paul. Um, <laughs> we had uh, Kyrie have a water bottle thrown at him. Mm-hmm. We've had Trey Young being spit on. Yeah. Um, and I believe, was it Ja Morant's? Uh, his family was getting uh, his family antagonized. was getting antagonized, mm-hmm. getting attacked uh, by the crowd. Um, it's not and the they hood. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that was the wrong family yeah, to fuck don't, with. Don't, don't play like that with them. They come like from the sticks. Yeah, they are not one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, so it seems to be a trend. And, and you know, I th- one thing about trends and um, I kind of liken it to the challenges that you see, it's right? It's easy to catch on. Yeah, it's to easy it. to catch right. on, and, and people want to one-up you. That's kind of the issue with the Shit, internet. He threw a water right? bottle. He threw a water bottle, cool. Watch, watch me dump. This. Watch me dump a whole you know, bucket of watch soda on Watch me try to piss on him when he yeah, comes through the right. tunnel. I'm going to spit on his ass. I'm going to call him a... I'm going to do all this, mm-hmm. because what can he do? Yeah. You know, it's almost like um, streakers, right, at games. Uh-huh. If you notice, they, they don't show them anymore. And the yeah. reason why they stopped showing them was because they Don't didn't want to encourage. They didn't want to encourage people to do it. Don't shed like, any light on that it shit. Used to be, it used to be someone or a fan runs on the field and the camera's following them. And yeah. they're running on the field holding up their sign and all that. I remember at a, a PJ Tour event, there was a guy had a, uh, <laughs> had a, he stripped down butt naked, had an arrow on his back. And it pointed down to his asshole. And oh, said wow. That was, it said that was a 19th hole. And they were chasing his ass around the golf course. Is Tiger this. on the green when this nah, shit happened? Nah, I don't think you Tiger. Want Tiger? Was, nah, okay. they, you know they ain't like they ain't did. They Tiger would have had that nigga killed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tiger would have had that nigga. You know, you learned a lot about Tiger in that. Yeah, that doc boy. Doc, a lot hey, about, yeah. Tiger's scary nigga, man. Yeah, man. Don't, don't play a Tiger, man. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyway, to get back to the point, man. Um, with these situations, my first question for you is: as a player, how do you react? Um. Are you turning the other cheek? You being a real person? As a player, I'm gonna be PC. You gotta stay within the game. You gotta stay in between the lines and uh, mm-hmm. kind of block all of that shit out because you don't want to put yourself in a position. You a you a max player. You in the playoffs. You do some dumb shit. Fuck your money up and fuck your money up. Not okay. only fuck your money up, but put your whole team in a bad situation and family now, as yeah, well. Yeah, now you can't advance. So on and so forth. So where does that line get crossed? Of uh, 
being uh, just another player slash employee and also being a human being slash being a man. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I understand what you're saying, yeah. and then, but the flip side is me looking at it like, okay, oh, you no. come to these games and I know it's not what you were saying, but you know, you come to these games and it's getting to the feeling of almost how it was on, um, on that movie gladiator. Right. Yeah. Like you come in and we just want to watch you, you watch you niggas go at it. Yeah, and made if you don't, man yeah, win. made the best man win. We don't care what happens whoever in this. Lose, whoever lose, you get kill him. Yeah, you getting it. And it's complete disrespect to anybody who's on the opposite side mm-hmm. of what you want, whether who you bet on, who you're rooting for, whatever. And it's kind of we just want these niggas to come in, entertain us. These monkeys to come through, right. entertain us, dance, monkey dance. Now remember, I said from a PC standpoint, right? Right, correct. Mm-hmm. Now me being me. This is where I stand with the players. These fans need to be reminded what happened in goddamn Auburn Hills. It's a fact. You know, 10 plus years ago, Malice at the Palace. I think at least one player needs to juice it with one of these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And the league need to let it slide. Just one time. I don't don't know. Point him out. Bring his ass down here. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Give me 10 minutes. I don't know the legalities of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I look at the guy who... um, through the, I think, who, that was a water bottle. Throwing a water bottle. Yeah. He was charged with assault, right. battery, a few other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, if you can be charged with that, I feel like I could defend myself. Exactly. And get away with if it. If you assault me, I have boom. the right to defend myself. Boom. Um. So um, next question would then be the NBA. What do they need to do to protect their players? Um... Security needs to be given the green light to fuck these niggas up. Now, there's a lot of liability in that. I understand that, but and also let's we're say, dealing also, with assault charges now, right? True, but let me give you this. Okay, those security guards aren't NBA security guards; they're arena security guards. That's true. That's true. That's so true. That's that true. security's that's job. There, the, the NBA can't give them that green light, mm. and the arena would never give them a green light. Of to course, they would a patron because now you're talking about. They can do the same thing to somebody at a concert. They can do the same. And okay. now also some security guards are armed. And now we go to a whole right. different rabbit hole. We don't want to. So touch. with that being said, does the NBA need to have their own personal security team in each arena to ensure that none of these situations happen? I think that'd be a start. More like a task force almost. I think like. that I think that'd be a start. I, my opinion on it would more so be the consequences of what happens. Mm. I don't think this is a situation where Force being met with force would necessarily get where you want, get mm-hmm. the nat- get the natural result. Because it's always going to be that one motherfucker who think they're bigger and better than security. True. You know what I mean? So they don't care. That nigga always get sleep, though. Of course, of course. <laughs> but you always got somebody else to test it. And then, mm-hmm. But what did that person do to that player for the security to react? And now the player is being affected by a decision made. I think that for me. Um, okay, let me hear it. I think that one, they need to be charged Fully and completely, not just some bullshit trumped up charge. No fines or anything. Yeah, they got to sit, sit and serve some because time. Because the right? thing about fines is that fines happen, and if you don't got it, you ain't got it. Right. You can find me ten thousand dollars. I ain't got ten bands. I ain't got ten bands. What you gonna do? Fines tend to get lost in translation down the line. To me, I feel like they should be treated a lot like the people, honestly, who uh, made that attack on the Capitol in January. 
Okay. We started seeing pictures being put up of who they are. We're seeing people losing jobs. Losing jobs. We're seeing the, okay we're seeing families being affected. We're seeing them not being able allowed to fly. Mm-hmm. If you remember, a lot of them, you know, were on no fly list. They're listed as terrorists. There, it's a lot of things they were doing, right? And labeled them that essentially ruined their lives, right? And you got them crying on TV. I was just told it was a rally, and I didn't know all, and blah blah blah. And Someone now you said really free beer. Be, yeah, he said it was free beer here, <laughs> <laughs> and I came. I mean, it's free beer. You know, I love me yeah. Heineken. So yeah. I feel like those should more so be the results. It has to be a stream. It has to affect family because again, so no stupid. violence towards the fans is because, what you're saying. Nah, because okay. because violence only going to get more violence. And again, you could put me to sleep. That's fine, but uh-huh. I still did what I did. And now again, you get that fan who says, "Okay, cool. If I do this, they're going to beat my ass. I'm going to make it worth my while." Mm-hmm. Now, what did you do to that player? Right. So it just it only gets worse. It only gets worse. So you don't want. I mean, obviously, street code is fuck it, beat their ass. Yeah. But when we look at it just from a business sense, we look at it from protecting the players, which again is what we want to do at the end of the day, is protect the players. Okay. We want to keep them safe. We want you to be able to come into work, perform, and go home. All right. So let's direct it back towards the players mm-hmm. because I think you were alluding to earlier, like you can only take so much. Yeah. So. Where do you stand as far as their position when dealing with these motherfuckers? I think if a player does react, then I think that is what it is. It is what it is, right. Because, you know, we look at the Malice in the Palace that you talked about earlier, and we looked at what they did to Ron Artest, what they did to Steven Jackson and all these guys. and you Lost know, they a lot of money. Lost and, you know, had Endorsements. That. Yeah, and I believe that was a, um, I believe that was a Ron Artest 30 for 30, and they were talking about it. And they were talking about how Jermaine O'Neal still hadn't really fucked with Ron Artest since then. Since. Because he felt like that was the chance for the championship. Mm-hmm. And he fucked it all up with that. And he was still pissed at him and all that kind of shit. So, for me, man, it's just a situation where the NBA has to get a handle on this. You know, when you, when you ask me about the players and, and their reactions, you know, I, I look at the... Malice in the Palace almost as an example what happens when the players have had enough. Mm-hmm. You know, tempers flat on the court, beer gets thrown, and player loses it. Right. Um, in these situations, we know, like we talked about um, Kyrie, uh, we talked about Russ, there are people there to restrain the player. Okay. But what happens when the wrong, you know, even Russ on the bench, you know, the the whole you and your wife incident, right? Right. Um, we we look at that and we can say, okay, well, they can be restrained. You know, you're talking somebody far away. Even Trey with the being spit on thing, which I I I don't know if the spit landed on Trey because he doesn't. It hit the court. Yeah. It hit the court. Yeah. So. You know, and, and I look at that, and then Fifty Cent's right there too. You know, um, but I, don't I think Fifty even saw it. Yeah, I don't think Fifty saw it either. I think old girl kind of flinched, like she felt something. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of yeah. yeah. So for me, I think the NBA has a duty and responsibility to handle it before mm-hmm. the players take it into their own hands, and then you get a mouse in the palace. Yeah, um, because I don't know if you remember that weekend, and this is a little a little off topic, um, but I think. It kind of shows how certain things can be connected in in, in in that sense. But if you remember that weekend, there were multiple fights that weekend. In the NBA? No, across sports. 
And the Malice okay. and the Palace happened on a Friday night. Saturday in college football is a huge brawl with, uh, I believe it was South Carolina and Clemson. And then there's another huge fight with Miami. And I forgot who they were playing. Was it Florida International? In my, in my, I think it was. I think it, was it was that long ago. And it annou- was that long ago. And the announcer was like, "Damn, I wish I could get down there with them yep. boys." <laughs> Absolutely. That, that and it was one of them old uh, Miami. Yeah, one of them old Miami heads. Yeah. I think it was was it, was it Blades. I can't remember I who. Say it was Blades, he was one of the ones that started that whole U culture. He was like, yep, "Damn, was I wish Blade. I was on the field with my it boy." It was Blades. It was Blades. <laughs> I can't remember his first name, man. It's a cornerback. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh boy! So, but that was the same weekend, mm. and it was all. It and you know hockey, so that probably yeah, hockey was the motherfuckers was. fight. But it was just it was just looking at okay, you get this one big ass fight on Friday, and niggas like, oh, see how them boys giving it up, and then you come to the game, let a nigga try me, I got something for him, right. and then you kind of it, 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 it snowball. Snowballs into this whole big thing that happened over the course of a weekend, and and I and if you get a chance, go back and just look at that weekend and look at everything that happened okay. that weekend. And I think the president gets set. President, I'm sorry, gets set. A precedent gets set. Precedent. Hey, people do that when they say president. President. Like when they're say, trying to say precedent. Yeah, it's like people say Pacific instead of specific. Specific. Yeah, it gets mm. me every time. Um. Anyway, so I think that can be said, and then. You start seeing again that snowball effect of what happens when someone says something and players start reacting and say, "Well, fuck it, y'all boys doing that, y'all yeah. y'all on." Okay, this is what we gonna be on too. Okay, so do you think uh, the fans? It's when the malice in the palace happened, uh, two thousand four, like oh four around that. Mm-hmm. You think the fans were that out of control the way they are now? That bold. I think I I I don't. I don't want to say they were any more or less out of control. Cause I think fans are out of control then too. Mm-hmm. I think the reactions now, I think it goes to the conversation of players being more so empowered now than they've ever been. And they have a voice. To kind right. Of they have a voice. Up. It's like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. As opposed to back then where, you know, players were just players. And it was where that whole shut up and dribble culture came from. Right. Like, you're, you're a basketball player. You don't get to talk about it. They didn't have this. platforms. Social media didn't exist back then. You were just an animal. Right. That was it. You know, and, and to me, I think that's the difference between the guys now. They're, they're individuals not in a selfish sense, but they're individuals and they're all their own brand. You know, back then your your only real brands were Jordan, Jordan who just retired. Kobe mm-hmm. was coming to his own brand. AI was a brand, but Tiger, were, yeah, Tiger was a right. brand. But you didn't see it where you see it now, where there's so many different guys with signature shoes across the board. You know, from guys with Nike to sign with Jordan, the guys with, you know like Clay, you know, signed in China. An- Anta, yeah, Anta. Um, you got that Lee Ning thing that 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 Dwayne Wade, Wade had, mm-hmm. and and all this different stuff. You know, Zion's his own brand. Like you have all these different guys now, right. you know, who are brands and have so voices, with real those, voices. With those brands, you know what comes with that? Their own PR team, absolutely. So they're media trained, they're coached, and they know how to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. They know how to address the media right. when these questions and these topics come up. So right. That plays a part as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at, you know, and um, I briefly saw it just came across my screen and they were talking about uh, 
um, Dame Lillard and what he'd been dealing with and how he had to, I want to say it was his one of his best friends that got killed or a cousin that got killed recently. Recently, shit. Recently, he was dealing with it and no one knew about it. It was something he'd been dealing with this season and nobody knew. I mean, obviously those close knew his teammates probably knew, but it wasn't one of the things out in the media. Mm-hmm. And I think about you know we go back to saying these players are human, right. and okay, well I'm dealing with this. I just lost cousin, family member, brother, you know, and I got this fan calling me everything under the sun. And for these fans, a lot of these fans, they look at it, they they don't know. And this is the only time I've been sitting in my living room calling you a piece of shit for 15 years, for five years. I've been telling you shit for, I I can't wait. I can't wait. And my friends tell me you should tell them. And and I say, whenever I get a chance, I'm going to tell them. He's a piece of shit. Yep. And I couldn't wait to do it. I'm going to give him a piece of my damn mind. Yeah. And you see him and you say it. Yeah. And you catch the right one. Cause it's always the case. It's a bad day. Is, you know, we talked about parents, but one thing that I remember my mom, you got the right one. Mm-hmm. You got to write one today. She's always say that, and I think that's that's a real thing. You got to write one today. You rem- th- you remember? Um, I'm glad you mentioned that about the fan. Mm-hmm. This was back when uh, Leonard Fournette was still with the Jaguars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So my coworker, he had tickets to go to Tennessee. It was the Titans versus uh the Jaguars. Yep. He had Leonard Fournette on his fantasy team. So the year before, Leonard Fournette was going crazy. Uh-huh. Following year. Leonard Fournette, his numbers were down. So he was like, man, I swear to God, I'm right on the 50-yard line, and I'm sitting behind the Jaguars bench. When I when I see his ass, I'm like, yeah, 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 you piece of shit. Fuck you, all of that. I said, you saying all of that? He was like, yeah, man, I'm losing my fantasy because of him. I'm like, bro, all right, cool. Sure enough, that Thursday night game, Leonard Fournette was going off on the fan. Like right. cursing his ass out. First thing that popped in my head was, God damn, man. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. I but think, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Luckily, it wasn't him. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, man, it's, it's, and I don't know how this can happen, but at some point, these guys have to be looked at as human. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a quote came up, man, with Serena Williams. Um, I believe she was at the French Open not too long ago, and a guy asked her, and he was saying that, um, you know, you're you're playing against. Well, normally you're happy, you know. And actually, you know what? I think I yeah, I can probably pull that clip okay. up real quick. Okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is a clip. I'm gonna go ahead and play it. Let you guys hear it. But uh, so this is Serena Williams um at the French Open and actually well U.S. Open I'm sorry, um dealing with a reporter. Normally you smile when you win, you come here, you laugh. What happens tonight? Is it just because you beat Serena, uh, Serena, or because you're thinking about what is going next? Uh, what's wrong? Um, it's 11:30. I don't. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Uh, I just want to be in bed right now and have to wake up early to practice and and I don't want to answer any of these questions and you guys keep asking me the same questions so it's uh it's not really you're not making it super enjoyable but. <laughs> just being honest <laughs> can I just ask you, uh, what about Venus again um so, so the clip was basically, 
U.S. Open. Um, Serena just played Venus. She had Venus. Was it U.S. or French? This was U.S. That was he US sounded Open. French. It was part of the French Report. Okay, was, all but, right, all but, right, cool, yeah, cool. In the video, you see U.S. Open behind her. All right, all right. Yeah, so U.S. Open, and, um, you know, they're asking her all these questions, and basically they're asking about beating Venus, her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and she said, she said, you know, you guys are asking me the same question over and over again. She actually says that at the end. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I have another question. He, she like, is it about Venus? Yeah, we were talking about Pepe too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the point being, man, is you know she said, "Yo, it's eleven o'clock. I gotta be up early to practice." Y'all asked me all these stupid ass questions. I don't want to fucking be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's but they're all still looking, and you even see when she gets done talking, right? Or have another question. You don't care. And it's funny in watching that video um, and seeing how you spoke about these brands and how they are media trained, media trained. Right. And you see, she has a serious moment and then she kind of like laughs a little bit, chuckles a little bit, mm-hmm. smiles. And it's almost that media trainer to make sure you smile. So if you don't smile, now you're angry black woman. There we go. So let's smile. There make we go. sure if you're going to do that, whatever, we can deal with that, but smile. Yeah. We all know that athletes are wired different. Right, right. right. We, can, we can agree on that. Yep. But with being wired different, there's also a switch. There's an on and off switch. Mm-hmm. Your focus, your in tune with the game, the nuances of the game, and everything that comes with it. Yep. So on and so forth. You got to check out at some point in time. So from that clip, she checked out. She was yeah. like, look, man, I answered enough of these fucking questions. My feet fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm sweaty as shit. I need mm-hmm. to take a shower. Mm-hmm. Y'all keep asking me the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's wrap this shit up. Yep. And that was her mind frame. That's where she was at with it. So they have to take it into account. Like you said, they're human. Mm-hmm. Just like when they clock out, they ready to go home, sit on their couch, drink beers, watch TV, whatever. As athletes, sometimes they want to do the same thing. They want to go home, play with the kids, so on and so forth, man. Yep. So they have to find, like... That balance of when it's in, in, how do I want to put this? When it's in between the lines and when it's outside the lines, yep. so to speak. And um, I, I'm going to keep going back to the, the human standpoint, man, because they don't. And I think um, it is, you know, it's a, uh, <laughs> here we go with quotes, right? With lyrics. <laughs> um, there's a Jay-Z freestyle, man. That's called the, the Grammy freestyle. He's basically speaking about fame and the price of it. Mm-hmm. And um, he has this quote And he was like You know it's hard being Bobby Brown Be Bobby then you have to be Bobby now Right that one. And yeah. uh, you had that one yeah. and, um, and he's basically saying man Like you know To be that Bobby To be the one that's on top To be the one that's the man You know Bobby mm-hmm. was the king at one point He left with fresh out new edition Bobby was that Took guy over but to be that Bobby, you didn't have to be this Bobby, the one dealing with all the loss, the one who has to deal with all this shit, all this grief, the one who probably would trade in all the fame in the world to not have to deal with the pain that he's been dealing with, you know, over the last few years. I mean, you lose your daughter, you lose son. Whitney, you lose your son, you lose all these people in a very mm. short time span over and over again. I mean, you're removed from Whitney's funeral, you know. I mean, this is Whitney. Mm-hmm. Right So um, And the point being is that You know That's kind of the price of fame And are you Do you want to 
you know, again, a quote he says, the same sword they knight you with, they're going to good knight you with. Mm. And that's only half if they like you, <laughs> you know? So, um, and that's one of, and, and obviously it's one of my favorite Jay-Z freestyles um, because of what he's saying in it, because again, he's talking about that, but it, it's speaking to this fame and how you aren't treated as human and how they love you, you know? Again, he says it, you know? You know, they they build you up to break you down and build you up again. It's like, it's like, oh, we need you back so we can kill your ass again. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, man, I just think that just in general, you know, take out the athlete part, take out the entertainer part. It's human beings. You know, we got to be better. You know, you go into these games to enjoy a game, enjoy the game. These players have families, they have wives, they have kids, they have grandmothers and mothers and, and they'll, sisters. They'll tell you themselves, like, yo, we enjoy the trash talking, but yeah. keep it strictly that. Keep it basketball. Oh, yeah. you ain't, hey, man, you ain't shit. Yeah. Like, you can do that. Yeah. But, you fucking piece of shit, fuck you, I hope you die. Yeah, your uh, mother uh, ain't shit. Slit your wrist, you, oh, no. Nah, yeah, hope you fucking die and all that shit and you throwing shit, you throwing shit? Yeah. I didn't touch you. I didn't lay a finger on you. You're throwing shit. They throwing shit. Russ is hurt. Mm-hmm. This is Russ being helped off the court. And that adrenaline kicked popcorn. in immediately. And they're dumping popcorn. <laughs> like what? That adrenaline took over Russ quick. Boy. It's nuts, man. And for me, to be honest with you, man, as a as a black man, it's hard for me. And I've always said this in a minute. As a black man, it's hard for me to see black people mistreated. Right. I can't watch it. I can't be around. I can't witness it. I, it just it fucks with me. I feel like immediately I got to do something about it. So when I see it's these, empathy, yes, yeah, it's that empathy. So I look at these athletes, man, and and, and we we spoke about the, the the movie Gladiator and and how you know they come in to watch and be entertained by these guys just beat each other up. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. I mean, they always kind of like in football. To that right Like I go out Go out there Fuck each other We're gonna cheer Ah Yeah 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 And then we go home To our families And we don't care About all that shit Mm -hmm. We don't care about What you You know We don't care About the CTE Cause we got our fix We got our fix Mm -hmm. We don't care About your your mental health We don't care About a concussion What Concussion Get your soft ass Out there Your head hurts A little bit You got a migraine Like that's what You know what I mean That's where they're Taking it Not understanding now you develop CTE and you're at home and you, you're beating your wife every time a fucking car alarm and goes And then you off. get a news report that they, they took their own life yeah. and now you, now you want to sympathize. It's Junior Seau. It's, right. You know what I mean? It's these wild scenes like, oh my God, I, I never knew. No, you knew you didn't care. Yeah. In that moment, you didn't care because that person was going back honestly and, and it was funny and, and remind me because you spoke about it earlier, uh, someone saying that... Um, they only seems to be no. I'm sorry, it was uh, JP talking about uh, how um, who's Jalen Rose married to uh, Molly, Molly, Molly. Mm-hmm. and she was saying it always seems to be the black pairs that are being disrespected. Yeah, and it takes you back. And I forgot who was saying this. Um, and if I had that clip, I'd play it. Um, I want to say it was was it Russ? No, Kyrie. Yeah, and Kyrie was speaking about how it almost is kind of going back to slave times a little bit. You know how the disrespect toward black people and how they're nothing but property, and that's why you feel like I can throw a bottle at you, I can dump pop mm, at you, at I you. can spit at you, I can call you anything under the sun, 
and you you are going to stand there and, and you're going it. to take it because that's what you're supposed you're, to do. You're under contract. You're under contract. You're owned. You're owned. Exactly. I own you. Mm-hmm. I pay your salary. That's their favorite. I pay for your salary. When I came here, I paid your salary. Bitch, I'm living off endorsements. Right. <laughs> and to me, um, it almost is why when I start hearing things about, you know, people like Diddy uh, talking about starting their own leagues. That's why I kind of like them because of what they can be. I enjoy the big three. I enjoy the big three as a league and what just because of what it is. It's a black home league. That has players playing, give them an opportunity to keep competing after their careers are over with, mm-hmm. um, and generate revenue. We all know about athletes and, and what tends to happen with them post their playing days. You know, run out of money. We see guys like Delonte West and that kind yeah. of thing, and, and, and the effects of that. They start um, buying car washes and shit. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So. You know, one thing that I was always told, man, is, is just be where you're appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's going to come a time where if this doesn't get under control, something's really bad going to happen or something's really good is going to happen. I think the good is, man, we, we start really continuing the narrative that's been started um, of taking ownership and taking control of our own destiny. Yeah. Um, like, okay, this is how y'all treat us. Who? Guess what? Fuck your money. Fuck it Fuck your money This is what we're gonna do The same way they uh, Picked on Kwame For all of those years Yep Verbally Yep It's the same way They doing Russ right now you In the mat Yeah in, in, The in same the way Kwame snap Yep Same way Russ gonna snap Eventually Eventually it's gonna happen Took Kwame mm-hmm. 20 years Yeah And then you know and, and, and I hate that it took him 20 years To finally tell the truth You know Did Maybe people didn't want to hear it then. Maybe it took now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's the platform. It's the platform, right? You know, and, and hopefully we we talked about Kwame before, but you know, hopefully he he continues to develop that platform as well, man. Cause yeah. I think Kwame has a lot to say. Um, I, I saw something today that he was going on his YouTube and he had Craig Hodges. You know, oh, Craig on. Hodges from the uh, Bulls. Yep. So yeah. I think that'd be that. That'd be dope for him. Um, I think he said he had Eton uh, Thomas coming from the Wizards mm-hmm. that played with him too. So I, I think that'd be a good look. Um, but in the meantime, man, just let's just be kind, man. Just be kind to people. You know that as to wrap that. You know, just be kind. So uh, let's get into some music, man. Okay. Uh, we get into some music. Uh, this. Uh, week's playlist is called Day Parties, Sundresses, and Cookout. Cookouts, Day Parties, and Sundresses. There, there we go. go. Cookouts, Day Parties, and Sundresses, man. We back outside, vaccinated, vaccinated, and ready for action. Um, vaccinated and ready for action. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We are back outside. Memorial Day just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, people back in the streets. People are traveling. You took a little trip. I did. Did I enjoyed it thoroughly? Yep, you did. Not gonna ask any details. Hmm? Yep. yep. So um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> so, um, so shout yeah, out man. to Drew. I told Drew I was gonna shout him out. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate appreciate, you, appreciate the uh, hospitality, my friend. Yeah, man. We gotta send Drew a shirt. Okay. We can wear it out there at the next uh, pool party. Pool party. You have a pool party. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yep. Yep. 
right. So um, <laughs> so that man. So we are gonna play some of my favorite songs, man, from cookouts and, and you know what I mean them songs that you hear just kind of get you in that vibe, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the ones that, that that make you just feel like it's summertime, man. So when I think summer, there's one song to me, um, not above all, but one that I know every time I hear it. Just I picture me as a kid watching BT, seeing the video, um, and, and just being like, "All right, it's, we out of school. Yeah, you know, let's go get into some shit." You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm gonna start like this, man. My first song, I'm gonna go with um with A Marie, uh, one thing. Okay. Said, man, I picture that video, man. Her walking, man. She had them shorts on, them Ooh, legs. Crazy and, shorts. Yeah, man. Just it was just a vibe, man. Walking through the streets. Uh, I think it was New York City supposed to be, man. It's a dope video, man. And kinda, Marie always dropped her songs like summertime too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. She knew. She knew. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what you got for me, man? I'm a um, I'm gonna take it a little back, um, since we on cookouts and everything. This one right here just reminds me of like getting together, little family gatherings and everything, seeing my family out there doing a little dosy do two step type shit. So uh, I'm gonna go with Set It Off by Strafe.
Yeah, man. You know what that song remind me of? What you got? Skating rink. The old skating rink? Yeah, man. Can you skate? Hell yeah, I can skate. So huh? like you could got no, I'm nice. Like word. I'm dead ass serious. You got a pair? <laughs> yeah. You still skate? I can skate, nigga. No, do you still skate? Yes. I ain't being funny. I'm really No, asking. I'm dead ass serious. You nah, wanna that's go? Dope. No, I, I wanna learn, bro. I never learned. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I never learned. I think that shit fly. You ever go to Starcast and get your, yeah, your yeah, shit yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. I wanna learn. I do. I ain't man. been in a minute, but yeah. I wanna learn, man. I could roll a blade real fast. I roll a blade too. Yeah, I used to roll a blade. I remember back in the G Man Pops, like around the Mighty Ducks time. Me flying and, V. Yeah, the Flying V. <laughs> me and Pop, me um, Pops had got me and Q hockey sticks, man, a little hockey puck, right? And, oh, um, bash brother ass yeah, niggas. Yeah, man. So we just play, uh, play the niggas across the street. And them boys ain't had no sticks. Them boys had brooms. We used to bust they ass. Them boys could not fuck with us, boy. Well, we don't. Eh, 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 they got their sticks. Y'all want to play? We ain't got man. Go get, go get the brooms. Get the man. Brooms. Go get the brooms. And then they try to like say, okay, how about one of us gets a, gets a hockey stick and one of y'all get a broom? Fuck no, my daddy said I can't yeah. let y'all yeah, hold it. Yes, yep. That's just, <laughs> but listen, what was cold was when I figured out. Um, what was cold was when I figured out how to like pick like it was like a ball. Mm-hmm. When I learned how to get under it and scoop that bitch up and make it fly, oh, over with. Game changer, nigga. <laughs> you know we got to turn everything to an and one mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they getting down. Game changer. I was like, they getting down, man. So, so yeah, man. So one thing I did want to talk about um, as well, man. Kind of still staying in sports, but also. Kind of segueing off a little bit, man. Was uh, there was a, a Julio Jones interview uh, last week? Mm-hmm. Um, and wasn't necessarily an interview. It was a phone call from Shannon Sharp uh, that he made to Julio, and you know he he asked Julio about his future in Atlanta, and he basically said, "Yo, I'm out of there." Um, and Shannon asked him where he wanted to go, and he basically said, "Well, I know you know he said, I ain't trying to go no damn Cowboys. Yeah, I, I want to win." I want to win, blah, blah, blah. And then Shannon told Julio he was on air. Put him on the spot. Right. But he only told him that after he had asked those questions. Questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of in my mind, after looking at it, it was kind of nasty. Foul play. Yeah. I, I mean, I understood what Shay was trying to do, but I felt like, you know, it's important to, it, it would have been to me better had he Put that disclaimer out Like yo You on air mm-hmm. Don't say You know what I mean So just know you on air It didn't go from there Yeah Um. You don't think it was a situation Where He could have called him previously And was like Yo we going live So whatever you want to get off Go ahead and get that shit off For your, for your uncle shit I wanted to think that Okay I wanted to think that But then um, Two things told me That it probably wasn't the case Mm-hmm. One being that I guess he called him earlier. He said that he didn't answer. Mm-hmm. He was alluding to the fact. He said, I knew he was going to answer for his uncle. Mm-hmm. And the other part, too, was Julio's caught some heat. Him and Shea have caught some heat about that. Basically, because the Falcons have, have they feel as if they've lost some of their leverage. Now their hand is almost forced, forced to make that make a deal. Absolutely. And it might not be the best deal. Absolutely, because teams can now say he wants out. But he wanna leave, so shit, you better take this. Yeah, you what you gonna do? You want a first round you wanted a first round pick, right. but you have to get rid of him. The Falcons, I mean, they he's can't he's not showing up for camp. He's not coming. 
And you can't sign your draft class till you get rid of them. Right. So you tell us what you want to do. Right. And we're telling y'all what we're going to take. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, man, you know, I just look at it like uh, it was a little nasty. I mean, I, I don't think shaming anything by it. I just think it's, it's, you know, it's important to be careful with that kind of shit, man. Um, yeah. You know, use that power wisely. You don't think we should uh, almost be, I'm not going to say in the world, but a sports world where these sports analysts, analysts, analysts <laughs> yeah. should maybe be fine for some of these plays because this isn't the first time something right in this realm has happened. I think that would be, I think that'd be appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be appropriate. I think that it's hard because, you know, the thing about fines is fines typically come from some sort of governing body. Well, okay. And I don't know who that would come from. They kind of play by their own rules. Yeah, it's kind of the, the network. And the network. The network's mm-hmm. not going to find him Oh, for no, that. we got ratings. We got ratings. all they care about. Yeah. You know, television networks, radio stations, or some of the nastiest places when mm-hmm. it comes to that. They're willing to do anything for ratings. They don't Just really don't care. speak about yeah. A, B, and Z. A, a, B, and C. Yep, and that's black people and Domestic their progress. Violence. Yep. In politics, yeah, ESPN no, no. got into the politics realm a little bit, but not because yeah, really. they they spanked Stephen A for that statement he said uh, about that Ray Rice shit. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she provoked. Yeah, she provoked woman, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. It was the whole thing about women can't provoke that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They spanked him, boy. Yeah, and that was the last time Stephen A. said some real nigga shit. Yeah. Never again. They got his ass. Yeah. They fired Jamel Hill for some comments. Got her up out of there. Got her out the paint. She said some shit early in uh, her ESPN career about Hitler. <laughs> it was like, no, yeah. let's not remind them right. of how bad of a person Hitler was. And the other let's thing, not do that. And the thing about it is, especially when it's Jews kind of controlling that money a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, Jew, oh yeah. You know, the Jewish, you know, and, and that's not a racial thing. It's just well known that, you know, Jewish community does control control a lot in entertainment. Yeah. Um Nick Cannon learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon spanked learned that him lesson. too. Absolutely. Nick Cannon learned that lesson as well, man. So I, I just thought that was an interesting thing. Um, just kind of looking at you know Kwame opened your open my eyes at least to black media. Mm-hmm. And then I look at what Kwame said And I kind of apply that to a lot of situations And I'm thinking well damn did Shan- Is Shannon also kind of bringing down Another black man Not on purpose But is he bringing the- unintentionally doing that You know unintentionally putting him in hot water For what But who would Julio be in hot water with Julio could be hot in hot water at the NFL because that could be could be listed as a form of tampering. Tampering, okay, that could be tampering. yeah, it could yeah. be tampering, especially if Julio ends up with a team that can later on be proven that Shea's affiliated with. Julio goes to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Shea was a Raven. You get him at a discounted price. The Falcons say, "Well, we had you know we want to do it this way, but we got to do it that way." Yeah. Now he's a fucking raven, and Shannon's, Shannon's still close with a lot of guys still in that organization, and mm-hmm. he did that. And there's ways. 
there's ways. You can, okay. It's just what you know. It's always. It's what. Uh, Hell yeah! They'll find a way for it's us. It's what. Uh, what old um, uh, Denzel said on Training Day, man. It's, it's not, not what you what know. You know. It's about what you can prove. That's it. That's it. So, I think this is, I, again, man. It's interesting. Interesting for me, man. Um, for sure. Side note, y'all. Lakers getting their ass whooped. They going home. Yeah. First round exit. Ah damn. I want to hear none of that Bron Bron shit. <laughs> I know that much. Nah, it's all good, man. Keep that fuck away from me, man. So, so one topic, man, that you had um, uh, that you want to bring up was uh, the relevance of uh, BET. Yeah, man, it's weird. It's weird. It's like the times that we in now. Mm-hmm. You would think that BET would be on top of everything, like mm-hmm. coverage of everything. Mm-hmm. With all the protests going on, um, black culture and a whole, it just seems like BET f- just faded to black. Right. And I think... See what you did there. Oh, wow. I didn't even know what I did there. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Oh, wow. Yeah, but <laughs> off of that, oh, but... I mean, even with these uh, social platforms, man, you don't see BT on Instagram with their own page, with their young media team, mm-hmm. getting a lot of these stories and promoting a lot of these stories. It just seems like their focus now is whatever Tyler Perry wants to push, and mm. they're cool with that. Mm. And I find that to be unacceptable because, and not even when we were like teenagers, I'm talking about BT when I was like, maybe five, six years old, man, and they had Tavis Smiley on the news. You had mm. Team Summit yep. and things like that mm. out there. It's a throwback. Right, covering a lot of these stories and keeping us in tune. But now we we rely on platforms, and this is no shade or anything, but the shade room, I did it again. God damn. Mm. I'm she rolling. Sh- I'm rolling. But, uh, Get one shot for that. One shot. It's cool. I'll take it. Yep. As long as I'm shooting. Yep. <laughs> you air horn, air but, horn? Huh? Give you air horn. I take the air horn. <laughs> but how you, what, <laughs> how you feel about that though, man? Uh, I I look at it multiple ways. One being that in today's a well, first of all, the beginning of it is BT. At the time you spoke of, was still black owned, right? And now that's, Viacom has That's it. no longer the case mm-hmm. um, So that's one So I think a black owned network Highlighting black voices Goes hand in hand And I think that When Viacom takes over And they own it And they're in charge of the programming I feel like then they start doing things Like bringing in someone like a Tyler Perry mm-hmm. Who They feel Oh he's relevant in the black culture And he also portrays a certain image exactly. Of black people Exactly so let's pump this out Right. Black people love Medea Let's get that out That's that's what these meetings are mm-hmm. You know, And we've seen how these meetings Can, can come out with Kind of tasteless results oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know A room full of, of, of non-black Speaking about black culture is never going to go well Right um, so that's first. First and foremost for me is is where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Secondly, I, I find it hard for any network, when I think networks and I think relevance to culture, there's not many networks I can rethink really of that are. 
And I think you can attribute that to the streaming era of your Hulu's and your HBO Max's and your Netflix to the point of where these platforms are almost your voices. Mm -hmm. They're, 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 they're the networks people are, are following. You know, I know, um, I I think about growing up, my grandma, man, she watched CBS WTOC was a shit. I don't think the channel ever left WTOC. Right. You know, from the morning news to prices right in the afternoon to her stories and and you know, mm-hmm. going into later on in the day, back to the news at six o'clock. Yeah. I know certain you know, people that, that fuck with WTOC, they don't fuck with like WSFE. They was oh, and, and nah, yeah, they don't tell and, the they don't tell the news right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? And, and, and you see you see that now on a broader level when you think about your CNNs versus your Fox News, you know. Got you, and, got you. Know, you. It's fake news. It's all got fake you. And, and all that. So I also think I think it's hard for BET because we don't go to certain networks anymore. You know, we I remember coming home from school and with BET you had Wallace System Park. Yeah. You had Big Tiggy, you had the basement, you had all these Cedars World. You had Cedars World. You had that little all CGI these, was fat, boy. Yeah, but they were pole king. <laughs> that CGI, boy. Whoever came up that creation mm. is a perv. Yes, sir. <laughs> even um, you know, I, I remember thinking, man, even after, you know, Wallace System Park. You got uh what's the name of the show, man? That the that all access, you know what I'm talking about? It, they they would show uh, the making uh the making of a music the video, video. access granted access granted access granted yeah. how I'm living yeah how I'm living and, and but you have access granted which rolled right into you know the world premiere you know the mm-hmm. world premiere for, for, for that you had yeah. that shit right and but it was a thing you know what I mean even we joke all the time about BET uncut but that was a thing that was a thing back then but it was also the only time you got that. Like uncut was uncut when uncut came on. Mm-hmm. Access granted was what it was, and you saw this first music video. This when music videos were a thing, right? A it's, real thing. You remember the conversation we were having off mic as far as like uh, marketing, right? Right, right. And we knew like exactly when those shows were coming on. Mm-hmm. It was a set lineup for mm-hmm. each thing, so we were kind of. It was what's the word I'm looking for? We were forced. Appointment be, television. Yeah, we we were forced to be glued to the TV. I yep. was like, hey, 10.30 at night, the 11, I know what's coming on. I got to be there. That's it. If not, I'm going to miss it. That's it. And I'm that's the other it. part, too, is, you know, you're not, you don't feel like you're going to miss it. I could find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people now? I mean, we're the cord cutting generation, right? Yeah. Shit, I don't fucking need, I don't watch cable. Yeah. And I ain't miss shit in years. Right. <laughs> and I do not have cable. So. Pay-per-view? Pay <laughs> yeah, pay-per-view. <laughs> Bitch, please pay for these. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm looking at I, I ain't missed no fight. You know, I remember uh, when my little brother hit me. Oh, uh, he was in town, man, and I forgot who was fighting that night. Man, he said, you watching the fight? I'm like, yeah. So he pulled up. He said, man, yeah, I figured you would, man. I'm like, yo, boo, get all the fights. He said, man, we breaking that. You know, we pay a pretty penny. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I do not. See, but you, should, you, you should have lied I'm like yeah man Hey shoot me something for nah, I ain't gonna do that, <laughs> what, 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 Ma, what Ma said My karma is beautiful shit. man my, my aura is beautiful My karma is beautiful Shoot I me a little something man I wouldn't know? do that He brought a bottle He brought a bottle Oh that's cool man. Yeah my young boys that's know cool. what time that's it is cool. man They know They know what's up I raise them all right <laughs> So I think that's also BT's plight To get back to the question man I think that 
I do feel like, you know, they've lost touch with what it is. I think one thing you said was their, uh, their young black media team, you know, should be doing X, Y, and Z, but that's assuming they have one. Right. And I think that's something they should go to, but I don't know if that's necessarily a priority for Viacom. Yeah, too many dinosaurs in those chairs, yeah, man. Man, it's tough. We're yeah. we're we're at. I remember um, dollars still generating from Viacom. So I remember my, I told him, I remember having a conversation with my dad about this politics, and this is when um, Donald Trump just got elected. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him, I said, "This is the last time something like this is gonna happen." And he said, "Well, how you figure?" I said, "Well, at my age, I remember my first time voting for a president, and that being for Barack Obama." Right. right, 2008. And that was the first time I was legally able to vote. Able to vote. Mm-hmm. And I, that was my, yeah, that was me too. A lot of us, mm-hmm. for a lot of us, because that was our first presidential election in mm-hmm. that time. And you were older than me, but even then, like, it, that yeah. was the first one that fell. And now I look at it, shit, 13 years later. And how many people? So now you got people who at the time were five, mm-hmm. grew up in that era, and now. Or of legal age to vote. I like the numbers. The sheer numbers should tell you it's not going to happen again. Yeah. The, the the Trump, you know, that should happen. You know, we're not a political podcast, but it shouldn't happen. You know, and, and but there's dinosaurs there still running the show. Mm-hmm. And I said that to to say that you know you eventually these dinosaurs have to you know for lack of a better term die out, extinct. They'll become extinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, issue, is there a point in who comes behind them? Right. The so, new generation. The new generation. Mm-hmm. But, again, I feel like, you know, um, there, 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 eventually there's going to be a change. There's going to be some kind of progressive change. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be a natural thing. It's not going to be forced. It's just going to kind of happen. Um, because that's what evolution is. It right. happens. You know, you don't do anything about it. You don't necessarily have to make anything or make any moves. This is just going to happen. It's the inevitable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, man. So I, I do hope that BT does become that. Right. And maybe even try bringing some of those shows back, man. I think I think BT needs a better grasp of shows Period. BT is on cable television. Right. I think shows like a snowfall. I think show you know all these shows. Insecure are, should insecure be on. Insecure should yeah. be on BT. Like they aren't showing anything that can't be shown. Mm-hmm. We've seen all. They say whatever they want to on snowfall. Mm-hmm. They say everything, any and everything on snowfall. So I'm looking at it. Oh, they're bringing the game back. Again, again, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, and and I, I, I've never been a big fan of remakes, right? You know, let's stop doing the same shit. Let's create something new. Yeah, there's too many young dope creators out there. You know, TV series like The Shy. You know, get them on. You know, Lena get, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, pay these people. You know, there's no reason why you should have someone. Um, like ah, oh, my mind just went blank. Um, Shonda Rhimes. There's no reason why right, right. someone like Shonda Rhimes should not be tied to BT. She did uh, when they see us, right? That she, was her. Shonda Rhimes did when they see us. She did okay. Scandal. She did How to Get Her Murder. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's that's uh, her. also yeah. um, she also did Bridgerton on uh, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Um, Shonda Rhimes is 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 
gold. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also the one who left Disney. Well, left. I'm sorry. Left left ABC. Um, did you ever hear this story? No. Shonda? Go ahead and tell it. Go ahead and tell it. Um, so Shonda had all those shows I named. How to Get Away and Murder. Yeah. Also, Grey's Anatomy is Shonda. Okay. Um, and uh, she was at Disney World with her family. And she brought some, I guess she asked her some some passes or whatever. They gave her passes. And she brought a few extra family members down. Two, three, one people. Then she, I guess she originally said. Mm-hmm. And went through absolute hell trying to get two more passes in the Disney World. Wow. This is Shonda Rhimes. You know who the fuck I am? This is peak Shonda. This is scandal at its peak. Had to get away with murder at his peak. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, who's been at their peak for the last decade. These are huge staple shows on ABC. Do you know who the fuck I am? And she couldn't get a fucking pass to Disney World. For those who don't know that story, please look it up. Because, it le- you know, people call Kanye crazy. And we talked about Kanye a while, you know, during the uh, the, the um, Dear Mom episode. Mm. And we was like, was that crazy, Kanye? And I said, you know, I think he kind of lost his mind after he lost his mom. He lost mom, yeah. But Kanye has a line. That for me is is going to forever ring true. And here we go with lyrics again. Mm-hmm. But it's the it, even in the bins, still, still a, nigga, a nigga in the coop. Still a nigga in the coop. Mm-hmm. Shonda, you could do all you want to for us, but you still a nigga. And that's what Tiffany was saying earlier. No matter what you got on, no matter you still that. Yeah. So be so be confident in that. Confident in that. Um. So yeah, man. So I, I <laughs> you know, I. I BT has so much potential, man. Yeah. You know, we all grew up on it. And then, that, you know, it's just one of those questions, man, where I was just sitting back and it just kind of popped in my head like, damn, I forgot what I was watching. I was like, man, this seemed like some BT shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold up. Why the fuck BT ain't doing this? Like, yeah, people are BETing better than BET has BETed, if that makes any sense. It does, and that's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, absolutely. So, um, speaking of BT, uh, and speaking of culture and influence and all that good shit, man, it's been a uh, soldier boy and um, and Bow Wow versus. Let's get it. It's being floated around, man. It's funny, man, because I feel like a certain podcast brought this up a few episodes ago. Was that us? It might have been. We were the fucking first. Hmm. They stole our whole fucking flow. Wow. You know what I mean? I really think they they uh been tapping our phones, bro. Because I remember we had this conversation last summer. Come on, man. Like We were going back and forth with songs. Like, well, if I play this, what you going to play, nigga? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm forever going to rock with my guy Shad, man. You going with Shad, huh? Calvin Cambridge, man. Man, I, you know I got to take goddamn Big Draco, man. man it's Cal Bow Weezy, Prince gotta, of the Old Time. I Just got the wheels clean. So I'm riding some, come on, man. You know what's funny? Is uh man, we I, I, this debate was going on on Twitter, man, and I was like, so what the fuck is Soldier Boy gonna play? And someone put out a list, and it had Bird Walk on there. Bird Walk is a yeah, and I played it in my phone to mm-hmm. hear it. And I said, y'all have lost y'all fucking mind. What is Bird Walk? It's some bullshit. You wanna hear it? Play it. We can play yeah, it. Yeah, play it. Yeah, it's a music podcast shit. Yeah, man. yeah let's play. It. Yeah, this. Is <laughs> I'm glad you said that, man. I swear to God, this song was on that list, 
And I said, if they bring that bullshit out, it's going to be a long day for Big Draco. So this is Bird Walk. Mm-hmm. I heard this. Enough. E fucking enough. Okay. Cause you gonna play that shit. He gonna play that shit. And all Bow gonna do is look at my boy. He gonna clear his throat. He gonna take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I ain't ever had nobody show me all the things that you done show me in especially. <laughs> hey man, you lost your fucking body. You think this big soldier has a chance? But uh, I asked the question then when we discussed. You no, know, you know, Soldier Boy invented uh, verses, right? He was the first person to ever do verses. I heard, I heard. You heard, heard. that? Oh, of course, he's the first to do everything. Yeah, first yeah, to do everything. I saw somebody um do a TikTok of Soldier Man. It was like uh, the way to summon Soldier Boy. So the nigga was in the bathroom, and he took like a deep breath. And he was looking in the mirror, and the nigga said. I was the first and goddamn soldier boy popped up on the mirror. It was like, boy, you motherfucking lying, nigga. Like, everybody know I was the motherfucking first. <laughs> These soldier boy memes are hilarious, dog. Fucking man. hilarious, dog. But, so who you got? Who you taking? Of course, Bow Wow has the bigger catalog. He wins hands down. Okay. You know. But uh, okay. But. from an entertainment standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's Soldier Boy. It's Soldier Boy. It's kind of the same dynamic that Gucci and Jeezy had. Okay. Everybody knew that Jeezy had more hits, but Gucci controlled the streets and Gucci was going to come up there with the bullshit. So that's why I was rooting for Gucci, just for the theatrics. I think that people like, because I, when, when, when we kind of, you know, the, the, the little fun versus debates that we always have when one comes up and we discuss how. Well, this this artist had more more hits. Well, this one had bigger songs though. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they got more hits, but the few songs they got are bigger. And I go back to what Versus was originally, right? You know, it was originally about the hits. The hits. Point blank. Go back. The like, hits. You know, I always talk about Scott Storch versus Manny. Scott saying, "You got the skits. I got the hits." Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hit it with another one. Mm-hmm. So, for me. I look at, okay, well, artists had better music just as a whole in totality. Like, yes, maybe we all crank that Soldier Boy. Sure. Yeah. Bow Wow also had all us riding through the hood with scooters. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Bow had us wearing them jerseys. Bow had a lot of us, you know. It was a lot of shit niggas did because Bow Wow was doing it. And the girls fucked with Bow Wow, so we went and fucked. You know, we did it too. You bought you a razor? I did. Oh, hell yeah. You got you a razor? I asked one for too. Christmas. What color were your wheels on the razor? Red. You had red. I had orange. Yeah, orange. Yeah. yeah. I had red wheels on my. The, re- razor. the reason I had orange, right? Because I, I had I got it for my birthday. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "Oh, it's a good idea to get him orange uh, wheels because he is Scorpio and that and they color his topaz." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what she was thinking. The fucking six years old, seven years old. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Oh my god. Yeah. You see that score? Yeah, I see the score, bro. It is ov. Shit, because so Lakers weird. are going home. Okay, this feels similar to that time of uh, the Mavericks yep. beat the Lakers. That's a fact. And JJ Barrell was going crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah, at least we got a ring out to do. Yeah. More bronze slander coming from me coming up soon. Don't you worry. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. So I I, I gotta rock with, with with Bow Wow, man. Oh yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. When I think about just Bow Wow as an artist, I think this is the one though. What this, you mean? This is the one. This is probably gonna be one of the biggest ones. Bow Wow. Think so? Yeah, man. Who gets to play Marco Polo? It's gonna be like one of those so icy situations. They, they gonna do it together. It at the end. Yeah. I think that'd be hard. You know what's funny? The funniest thing about this whole versus to me. What's that? It just hasn't been announced. It hasn't. It has not. Mm-mm. This is them two. Yeah. And it, that is like the most Bow Wow and Soldier Boy thing in the Street's history. been asking for like, Yeah, like, nigga, Swiss <laughs> and Timbo have not called you niggas. Ain't a soul. No one said that. Y'all niggas created this whole buzz. Damn. And I can't wait for Swiss and Timbo to say, we ain't never told y'all this shit like that. <laughs> Do you remember that clip of Bow Wow when he had the fucking hoodie on? And he was like, yo, I'm walking real low. I got this hoodie on, man. Oh. I, I think they're chasing me. Oh, my God. <laughs> the motherfuckers so... ran straight past Oh, my shit. God. Yo. But niggas got to start doing my boy Bow like that, man. Because Bow grew up with the girls chasing him through the mall. Yeah, but hey, man. It got to be hard to come back from that, man. Them bitches and grew up now, man. Yeah, they did. <laughs> They're still fuck, man. They're still fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they. F- Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We'll get some music. Good save. Yes, we'll sir. Play a song. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Boy, can I get this song? Quick enough. Quick enough. Quick, quick enough. enough what do you have for me? Give man. me a song, or I'm gonna start singing something. Here, bro. <laughs> You know if I start singing You already know what time it is Let's give them a little Fucking Tina Marie Square biz Let's do it
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that was the legend, uh, Tina Marie. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I'm getting one of the records, man, that may not be, it may be at this point, man, one of them uh, cookout songs, uh, one of the ones I know for sure for me, you know, I can't wait uh, till, till I'm at cookout with my kids, man, and, and this shit drop. You know, I grab wifey and hit a little two-step, you know what I'm saying? So can't wait for this one to be one of the ones. Keep my ass out of trouble That could happen um, <laughs> Cause boy I know I love me some trouble So here we go man This is uh, Miguel Adorn Kelly get credits for uh, Adorn. <laughs> Ooh, give me some more flavor. <laughs> I think so. I think he wrote Adorn. Oh shit, man. Let my Ooh. What's up? Ooh, that was gonna be a bad one. <sighs> <laughs> Let my love be on you. Ooh. All right. Okay. Yikes! Might be a called HR. Yikes! Maybe a called HR. It's all good. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it's it. It's all good. All right, man. So, um, this is going to be a real athlete-centric podcast, but fuck it, we here. We are 
here. So I had a discussion, man. Um, Ashley's supposed to be calling uh, my cousin Corey Moe. So when you hear this, we'll get you, bro. I promise you. Just it's been a day. Um, about Luca verse Trey and the conversation evolved as all arguments do uh, into an argument, kind of speaking about what's more important to you as a fan: um, the culture of mm-hmm. your team or winning. Right. Um, obviously, you know, the Hawks being in Atlanta, um, in Atlanta being the black Mecca, um, culture is very big there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a certain feeling. I don't know about you, man, but I, when I get to Atlanta, it, it feels like home. Sense of pride. Yeah, it's a sense of pride. It feels like home. You know, even not being from there, it just feels like familiar. It's a it's a familiarity. It's a comfort. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you kind of get in the city limits. Um, you know, we discussed, I believe, on episode zero, just kind of how we find bullshit when we get to Atlanta to get into. Yeah. But you know, also just you know, it's it's a good feeling when you're there. Yeah, you know, to to make a long story less long, I get home cooking up there. I got yeah. you know, majority of my family is in Atlanta, so yeah, man, a lot of family in the A man. Um, get home cooking. It's, it's again, just it's a good feeling. Yeah. Um. So culture is important in Atlanta, especially the black culture. Right. But when we speak about sports and athletes, I mean, you know, I, I grew up as a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. and I wanted to win. I didn't really care. About the team and is this team fun? We all, you know, honestly, we lost to teams that I really enjoyed watching. Yeah. I'm sorry, we we beat teams. I'm sorry. Uh, one team we bring up and talk about a good bit was that Kings team. Sacramento team. Fun team to watch. Even more fun to beat. <laughs> you know that that Portland team. You know with Sheed and Pip, Pip and and and, and Stoudemire and Bonzi and Steve mm-hmm. Smith and Sabonis and. And the Kobe stopper yeah. that never stopped Kobe, and he um, had um Detlef, Detlef Shrimp. Shrimp. right? That's uh, what's his face? His brother too, by the way, from um, Rocky. Oh, the wrestler from Rocky. Yeah, if he dies, Drago. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, um, same yeah. barber at least for sure. <laughs> Ain't number one barber in Germany. <laughs> You've been cutting heads since since Hitler. <laughs> Yo, Same. there we go. What? No, nah, I'm fucking with that one. I uh, like that. I would one. say Barbers King. No, Hitler. I, I no, nah, I was there with you for that one. Oh, I love that one. Fuck Hitler, by the way. Yeah, that's a fact. We do not support Hitler on this podcast. <laughs> Hitler's a bitch ass nigga. Ain't that right, Swat? Goddamn right. Man. <laughs> tell him I said that shit. See, compression niggas in the same all kind of shit. Tell me, tell me some sauerkraut. Yeah, Pussy. Fact, he. Oh, I can't say that word here. Pussy. No, I said something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't catch it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a slur. And I, 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 okay. I, yeah. I don't want to say that word here. But turn some folks off. Yo. Okay, young boy. Oh, never mind. I told, I told somebody at work today. I said, um, Booker going, um, he going to go into his mama bag tonight. Mm. Looks like it. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, back to your question. Um, where I stand, it's more about, like who like who's your team? That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. If you're like you're a Lakers fan, right. so you're expected to win championships. That's a fact. You have Packers fans out there, they're expected to win. You have mm-hmm. Patriots fans, they're expected to win. Mm-hmm. Georgia fans professionally, 
we don't happy, expect to win shit. We happy to, we happy to be there. You know what's funny, man, and, and this stemmed from the argument of Luca versus Trey, as I said before. And I came out of that argument wondering if that's how I sounded as a Falcons fan. Because mm. I was like, you sound nuts. Mm. Like, what nigga? Like, yeah. you, well, it's about the culture. Like, what's the point of a franchise to, to generate money? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't see a dime of that money. I want to win. Right. I want to walk into the barbershop with my jersey on. Mm-hmm. And, and niggas know what time it is. Like, I don't want to hear nothing from y'all. Cause I've been told y'all. But you know the the thing is, I, I get I get where he's coming from though because it's almost like he's been he's been spoon fed with the culture when it comes to Georgia sports with basketball. You know you got Trey Young now, but before Trey, it was a human highlight reel. Dominique, yep, uh, Josh Smith sprinkled in there too. Josh Smith, uh, football, Mike Vick, Julio, and a fair point that he brought up was um, in that. You know, in Matt Ryan, who, you know, has every passing record for the Falcons. Right. But Matt Ryan, it's kind of, I don't know if you saw, man, it's a TikTok video where people get their dog, right? Mm-hmm. And they set the dog in the street and the uh, they run away. Yeah, one goes one, one owner goes one way, the other owner goes the other way. Mm-hmm. And the dog has to choose. And I think if you put Michael Vick in the room, on one side of the room, and Matt Ryan on the other side. The dog is going to Matt Ryan. In Atlanta, well. <laughs> the dog is running to Matt Ryan. Is he not? <laughs> that's just not. That's just not what I was doing. <laughs> I felt like you were setting that up for me. That's not what you were doing this time. The dog, but. <laughs> All right, let's get serious. Go back. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> oh my god! What is happening? Vic. I love Mike Vick, man. But that podcast. was, bro. That was a perfect alley, nigga. Oh, that, that was a perfect alley. Okay. That was low hanging fruit. <laughs> that was a little hanging fruit. It's fair, fair. You're right. Fair enough. Fair is fair. All right, but go back to your. I point, can admit man. when I'm beat. Go back to your point. Wins a win. You got it. Good shit. Good shit. Okay, so the dog is going to go somewhere. Okay? okay, but if we put a person in a room, okay, with Michael Vick, right, and Matt Ryan, and they're from Atlanta, they grew up an Atlanta fan, they're mm-hmm. going to go to Vick. Correct. Correct. We, we say we okay. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the point being is, and he another point he brought up was Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson, and Joe Flacco actually has a Super Bowl title. But Lamar is already more beloved by the fans. He just bring that it to it. Yeah, it's a certain, you know, he's more fun to watch. He's more, Bring that you know, bounce. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a certain swag you got, you know, that that you, you can't teach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is he a better quarterback than Joe Flacco? Maybe right, right now, yeah. I think he's a better football player. I don't know if he's a better quarterback. But he's a better football player. Joe Joe used to be in his bag, man. That, and that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, so you're talking about Joe's a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like yeah. saying Lamar's better no, than Joe. No, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears> so and again, that that Super Bowl run Joe went on at quarterback, mm-hmm. like Joe, I've Joe, that's the best football Joe Flacco played in his life. Joe cool. Yeah, man, like Joe went nuts with no receivers. Yeah, 
So, um, you know, so it was an interesting conversation to me because, you know, and I kept saying to him, I said, you know, it's really in my mind about what you value. Do you value the wins? Is that important to you? And I said, there's no right or wrong answer here. Just what do you value? Do you value the wins? Do you value the cool shit? Mm-hmm. You know, in Philly, if they win a championship, you know, and Ben Simmons is in the room with AI, of course they love AI, but if I'm Ben, do I care? No, you don't care. Because you got a championship. Yeah. You don't have to love winning. Everybody's mm-hmm. not in love with winning. There's a certain, and you and when you think about the guys who were in love with winning, in love winning so much, a lot of people aren't really fans of their personalities. Right. Now you get into that Michael Jordan, that Kobe, that people Aaron still, Rodgers. People treat that one game that the 76ers won against LA as their as their championship. Absolutely. That Absolutely. was their championship. That's all they wanted. Because AI did it by himself. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So happy to be at the dance. So happy to be there. And I think that's very that that that's very symbolic of um Atlanta sports teams. Mm-hmm. Just kind of happy to be there. Sent, Atlanta sports teams besides the Braves. I don't include the Braves in that. And I don't include the Braves because the Braves have a World Series title. And also, the Braves won 14 straight division championships. Divisions, okay. Yeah. Like, if we're going to count those, then yeah, that matters. Wouldn't that, that be 14 matters. straight? I, mean, I remember thinking about that like, damn. That matters. I was born in 1990, and they won every damn one until 2004. I was mm-hmm. 14 years old, and they finally yeah. stopped. Winning damn, winning damn. You remember Bobby Cox in that fucking dugout just rocking back and forth? I do, I do. I remember them teams, man. Bobby, man, Greg, Mar- you know what's funny, man, is I did my internship in Augusta, right? Yeah. And uh, guess who showed up to do a book signing? John Smoltz. John, no, 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 no. Smoltzy, who? Not John Smoltz. It was a John. John Rocker. John oh Rocker. my God, that so, redneck. <laughs> so man, I just remember. Uh, so at at my internship, man, we had radios, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously communicating the radio. So then uh, our GM says, "Hey, Miles." Um, he wasn't being funny. He was actually really. I could tell by his tone. I know he ain't that type. Yeah. So uh, he was like, uh, he said, "Hey, Miles, um, don't forget to come down. Uh, we got John Rocker to autograph some balls." For everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got back. Said, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> and he was like, You don't, you don't want a, a autograph ball from John Walker, John Rocker. And I was like, He's like John Rocker. And I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> and then he was like, You don't like John? And he just stopped. Never mind. <laughs> and then, like, like the, the radio was dead silent, man. And then you see people on the radio, like, nice job. And it's funny because, like, it's just one by one. They're like, nice job, Bob. <laughs> like, great, great. You're doing great, Bob. You're doing great. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, definition to read the room. Um, but, yeah, man. So, <laughs> so uh, just with Atlanta sports teams, man. Um, I feel like it's a bit of settling a little bit, you know, to kind of settle for what you can get, you know. We may not be the, you know, we may not be, it, to me it's, I may not be the smartest nigga in class, but I'm the coolest. Mm. And I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. Mm. You smarter than me, but I'm fly. Until and, it's two weeks left in school. 
Now Now you want to sit in the front of the class Or until you got a chance to actually be the smart nigga It's like oh shit Girl. You know so So uh, let's see what else we got on the list man Um, Not a whole lot This might be a short episode uh, one, a, one, Go ahead I was going to say give him a song shit. Give him some songs yeah. some music man Get, get uh, to a topic later Whose goal is it me? Yeah it's on you my guy Come up first again Okay Alright Um when I think cookouts, when I think, you know, day parties, actually, in particular, man, um, this is a song that I remember the first time I heard this song was actually at a day party. Okay. And I looked around at the women in the room, mm. and I looked at the looks on their faces, and they started, like, it, at that point, you know, you it's certain, I don't know what you about you, man, with music, but with me, I like hearing certain songs out in public. And this, you know, it's funny just to get a feel for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to see what the energy is like. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain energy when this song started with the women. Yeah, with the women and in the room. They had sundresses on. Yes, they did. All right. Yes, they did. All right. And there was a certain energy in the room when this song came on, man. So, um, without further, without further ado, man, um, mm-hmm. are we talking day parties? I'm gonna do this, man. So we're gonna do uh, Meg the Stallion, Big Old Freak. Make this beat. Is it love? Is it love right here? Ooh. Hey, big old freak. Big booty, big old tree. I'ma make him wait for the pussy. Hit it in these big old ski. Hey, feet on the bed. I fuck him up in the head. Suck it, then look in his eyes. Then the next day I might leave him on red. Hey, pop it, pop it. They dreamin' by hot rocket. Huh, hit my phone with a horse. I know that me come over and ride it. Ride, ride, ride. I'm on the way, uh, ride on that dick. I'm like, hey, hey. Usually I like to fuck, but tonight we gon' make luck as you play. <laughs> Nobody know. I fuck with him on the low. We never show up together, but I text him when I'm ready to go. Hey, I had a couple of shots at the bar. I'm finna play with that dick in the car. I got him swerving and breaking the law. Leaves with no tennis, so nobody saw. Nobody cook like me, huh? Yeah, what you need like me, huh? Nobody got up on their tip, tip, toes and roll to the tip like me. Huh. I got him addicted, he fiending. My body a drug and he need it. He begging me for the treatment. He throw a fit when I leave him. He like, baby, let me rub, let me rub on you. Like, a little, little, little love from you. My body addictive, it's driving him crazy. I don't know what to do without it. He fucking with you, I doubt it. They don't understand that I'm all in his head and there's nothing to do with my body. Feeling for me lately, going crazy, crazy. I got what you need, I'm gonna give it to you. Well, yes, sir. I was sending this playlist to my mom for her next cookout, but you just ruined that one. I don't do that. It's <laughs> your birthday, and I know what your mom's saying. Get your birthday party. So, <laughs> so we gonna do that. Let's keep it a buck. Hey, man, mom, mom's is lit, bro. Let's keep mom's it a thou wow. Ah, pops was showing his ass too. Man. Yeah. I was just trying to rekindle an old flame. So you trying to see yet? So you still at it? But since since we on that uh whole vibe tip and catching the energy when we hearing songs, yes sir. When we outside. The first time I actually heard this song, mm-hmm. I think was at um I think it was a lounge summertime. Now it was summertime. It wasn't a cookout or anything, but okay. you know, we were still outside. But mm-hmm. just watching how you know how the women were moving to this, and I was like, okay, this. This one right, yeah, this is it, the right? The women will tell you. The women yeah, they tell will you. tell you. They'll tell you. 
But uh, I'm gonna go with uh with uh Beyonce and Andre 3000, man. Mm. Party, Queen B. Let's do it. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. You got the swag, so she dripping swag goo. You a bad girl and your friends bad too. You got the swag, so she dripping swag goo. That's one of the ones you, that you know. That's that's one of the brunchy vibes too, man. Brunch scene, like right? Trying to get your little mm-hmm. your little brunch two step on, you know what I'm saying? With just the mimosas, you know, mimosas in your hand, French toast. Yeah, man. How many mimosas until you send you up text at two p.m.? Oh, I'm not sending those texts. Ah, <laughs> not on, not even to you. No, I'm not sending those. Ah, uh, such a classy guy. Yeah, man. I have morals and standards. What a, what a role model you are. <laughs> oh, what a swell guy. Hey, everybody get a load but of this guy. I huh? have heard the maximum amount sent in one outing has been about maybe maybe four. Ah. Four, four mimosas? Four do it. Four. Four do it. Four do it. When uh-huh. what do you think women gonna start sitting stop sending those texts knowing they're gonna be asleep before y'all get back home? Never. Don't never mind. <laughs> <sighs> never. <sighs> My mind's telling me <laughs> you got me saying. But my body my body's telling me yeah. Might as well make a drop for that shit at this point, bro. I don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> we can't play that on here. It's a Christian podcast. Yeah. All right, man. So, um, um, to get the music a little bit. Um, so a 2010, a Mount Mush Rush Mount Mushmore, Jesus Mushmouth Mount Mushmouth Mount Mushmouth. Rewind. All right. Fuck wrong with Burner Boy. I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. We ball. Um. So there was a twenty of Mount Rushmore of the twenty tens mm-hmm. that was put out. Uh, they filled in three of four faces. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, J Cole. 
and Drake. Mm -hmm. The question was, who's the fourth? Okay. So you want to know who my fourth pick is? That's it. 2010s. 2010? 2010 Mount Rushmore. Bars are consistency. Who's your 2020 Mount Rushmore? Um, Who's going up there? This is your Mount Rushmore. I put Kanye up there with him. Mm. I put Kanye in there. That's a good one. I want to think about Ye. Mm-hmm. Since 2010? 2010. What's drops since 2010? 808s, Heartbreaks, Twisted Dark Fantasy, Watch the Throne. Um, What else? What else? It was another classic album that he had. Another another great album. But I got Twisted and Dark 2010s. Fantasy, Watch the Throne, 808s and Heartbreaks. Um, <clears throat> I'm not giving him Watch the Throne. I'll give you Watch the Throne. It's your list. You got to give me Watch the Throne. It's your he, list. He, he tore that shit up. I mean. He tore that shit up. Mm. Um, I heard Jay wrote all his. Never mind. <laughs> Yo, 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 yo. All right, so um, I'm, let me go, go into. I'm gonna find the last album though. My fourth is known on none only than uh, missing Nikki Mirage. Nikki, yep, I'm cool with that too. Going Nikki, I'm cool with that. I had her in my mind, but I was like, uh, <clears throat> I think give it to Kanye. I feel like what I, I feel like what's ill is that. What Cash Money, Young Money did with those two, mm-hmm. and including Wayne in that mix, there's an argument that they could be the greatest hip hop clique of all time as a group mm-hmm. with just those three. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you can factor in the rest of Cash Money being obviously Juvie and Turk and Slim, all of them cool, those three mm-hmm. being at GOAT level. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If there's another hip hop group with three goat level, Undispe- like no question, goat. Not once you can kind of argue three with legitimate goat level qualities. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can't, I can't, can't. think. Of, I can't think can't. of. I can't, can't think of anybody. You can't. You I'm know. A, now I'm gonna go back to the Kanye thing, and I know why I put him on the Mount Rushmore because not only did he give you classic albums. In that period, it's what he ushered in mm-hmm. during that period too. So he's giving you great albums, but at the same time, he's giving you talent like Cuddy, Big Sean, Two Chains. He brought Two Chains to a different level, um, and just that whole good music camp, man. That whole sound during the early twenty what twenty tens. Um, that shit was nice. I give uh, I give Wayne more credit for Chains than yeah. I think Ye caught Chains when Chains was Chains. Like, now... The, he knew to sign him. He right? knew, I think he made a great business decision, right. but I think that Wayne was... Wayne was with Chains when Chains was tit. Mm-hmm. Wayne knew. Wayne know? knew because Wayne said, hey, bro, hey, tell you know, Chris. Yeah. Tell him to send your ass over yeah, here. So, yeah, exactly. And... I honestly feel as if Chains would have been part of that 
had it not been for Chris not letting him out that DCP contract when he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, obviously, he did. But it took a lot. <laughs> you can't blame Kanye for... No, no, no. This is not right, knock. Right. What I'm saying is I feel as if when Ye got him, it was already there. It was already established. It was already established. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. I can also argue, looking at Ye, and, and we named Cuddy, we named Sean, mm-hmm. and Chains. Mm-hmm. He kind of rebooted Commons career to a sense gave it more more life he you know a few albums yeah yeah mm-hmm. he brought it he no he i would i would say he that wasn't 2010s though <clears throat> that was or what come close that was high school come close come testify close. come close to me babe that was the reboot of comment because anything after that ain't the I'm reboot of comment was no that album yeah that album dropped two thousand seven two thousand eight I believe yeah that, that was album, yeah, yeah that was the reboot because that was the uh, come close comment that was testify mm-hmm. that was uh, go mm-hmm. was John Legend mm-hmm. I do give you credit for John Legend um, he but, had John Legend out the gate like yeah, three oh four yeah so I, can I, we but, give him credit for Saha I give him credit for Saha okay. I don't think people know Saha without Ye. True. I mean, Saha did a lot for Ye, mm-hmm. but I mean, hell, Saha wrote down, um, uh, what's that, uh, Travis, uh, Travis Scott song. Yeah, with uh, Drake. With Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway. Be, uh, what was it? Beat Savage Mode? Beast Mode? Um, I don't know. That's why we can't think of the name of this shit, though. And he gave you Travis Scott. I don't care about Travis Scott. You bitch. <laughs> That nigga's know. a mega star. And he's a star. A mega star. He's a star, but he's not. Because again, you know, I'm a, I'm a hip hop purist. So then, when I and I think Travis Scott, you know, when you say hip hop purist, you're you're basing it on lyrics, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's on, on your lyrics. And what did you like? What do you like when it's known that niggas are giving you songs mm-hmm. like? You one of your biggest hits is this song with Drake, and it's known that Saha wrote mm-hmm. everything you said. Then it's like, all right, now can you perform the shit out of it? Sure, mm-hmm. and I give you your credit for that. You're a great performer, but I don't list great performers with my great. He's in great. He's a great artist. I don't and I know. say artist because Travis Scott, he writes. Okay, one of Rihanna's biggest songs, "Bitch Better Have My Money." Travis Scott wrote that, okay? He produces, right? A lot of Kanye shit that Travis Scott had. It came from Travis Scott is what I mean. He performs, and he raps. He's an artist. That nigga's a mega star, dog. <laughs> He's a mega star. You don't give him enough credit. Yeah. Hey, he talking about yan. I mean, you can yan, but it's facts, nigga. <laughs> it's facts. It's facts, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tastes like grapefruit. <laughs> tastes like grapefruit. Tastes like money, nigga. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> tastes money, like money. Money doesn't move me. Shit. Um. So uh, they had to put that up. Right. 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 So anyway. Um. Yeah. So for me, yes, it's 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 Nick. It's, it's Nicky, man. Okay. It's Nicky, but you know I don't I'm know, cool man. I, I'm cool with that. 
going back to that man and where I was going with chains. Sicko mode. That's the Sickle name mode. of the song. That's Sickle it. Sickle mode. Um, Travis Scott's biggest record. In my opinion, nah. What's bigger? Um, Antidote is bigger than Sicko mode. In my opinion, mm. Goosebumps. It's bigger in my you opinion. You like that? Nah, I don't know. When you got videos at concerts with Braun on stage, what was this? I'm trying to think of the song that he uh broke a Guinness World Record. I can't remember the name of the song, bro. Um, but he performed that shit like I want to say like 30 times consecutively in like one show. I can't yeah. think of it off the top of my head, but that's probably one of his biggest songs. Yeah, but um, I don't think he got a song bigger than Sicko Mode. Pick up the phone was big. Him and Thug. I'm not, I'm not denying this. I'm not denying he had big songs. I'm saying that Sycamore the biggest. Mm-hmm. To me, Sycamore's the biggest. I said to me though. That's how yeah. I, said, I said to me. Yeah. Because mm. pick up the phone. That's not fucking with Sycamore. It's not. I mean, it's a, it's from a, a great from song. a from a replay from replay value. No, it's not. But we all know why it got replayed so much. Hey, right? well, we know why. But I'm just saying, as one of his best songs, it might be his biggest hits. But as one of his best songs, I'm a big doing, Travis. I'm a big the, Travis Scott fan. We doing the so. verses. We doing the verses uh, thing. I ain't doing the doing verses thing. thing. Uh, not biggest. You said biggest, not best. Uh, biggest. Is is it? Sickle mode is it? Okay. Sickle mode started a whole beef with Ye and Drake. That's that's that that. That song, nah, that, that, that beef, Drake that verse, beef was brewing way yeah, before but Travis that spilled Scott. it over. That spilled that, <laughs> that shit beef over. was brewing way before when Drake that started song. giving directions to Kanye's house. Mm-hmm. It got a little different, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and and where I was going to, man, just real quick to, to go back to Chains is, I just think of where Chains could have possibly have been had he been able to sign with Young Money and been part of that roster. Mm-hmm. Um. Now the difference is: Does the change get the beats he has? Does he get birthday song? Does he get the songs to kind of you know catapult him up to where he ended up? No. So it's it's a big what if. Yeah. You know, I think you know this is one of the situations where what was supposed to happen happened. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Again, just you know, just just a good conversation piece for me, man. Just something I push a T. Throw him in there. Push was pushed before Ye. But push was yeah. That was before Ye. That was before Ye though. No, he was ugh before yeah. Ye, but when he yeah. got yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> don't forget the woman. With Ye, he was for y'all who not here, he just slobbed all over the microphone. Chill, pause, my boy. Pause, pause, pause. Oh man, oh yeah, that's that's fun, man. Yeah, you. I would take Nikki too. I'll take Nikki too, man. But Nikki Mirage, I'm gonna roll with you. Nikki Mirage, that's a good pick. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um. Yeah, man. Let's, let's get into some more music, man. Play play a couple more songs for the it's people. On me? All right. Yeah, man. It's on you. Okay, man. Since I'm on my old school vibe right now, dog. Yeah, man. Look at us mixing it up. Yeah. 
You ready to do the bus stop, my nigga? Oh, for sure. Let's do it. We about to do it. All right. Go ahead and run that cameo, man. Candy. Yes, sir. Let's go. When that song come on, right? Okay. And you start doing your bus stop, right? Mm-hmm. You shake your dice up. Hell yeah. You snap after? I, I ain't. I ain't never tried to snap, dog. Uh, you snap yeah, with it? Yeah, you got snap after. Snap. You drop them dice, oh, man. man. Why ain't nobody tell me that, man? It's all right, man. It's all right. Fuck. Yeah, it's all good, bro. It's all good. It's cool. Don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too soft. Don't be oh, too hard on yourself. I'm about to go home and practice the goddamn snap. No, yeah, no. man. It's cool. It's cool. It's all good, man. So, yeah, that was dope, man. That was dope. That was uh, that was candy. Mm, so let me find something to end this up with, man. Um. Mm. You know, I'm going to go to one of them ones, man, that, that that sounds as good as you should feel at a cookout. Hmm. You know what I mean? Some songs that, you know, that, that the song itself just sounds as good as you feel, man. So Make the liquor hit different, right? Yeah, man. It comes on and you just kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, your eyes kind of, you do a little squint a little <laughs> bit and you feel, you know, you feel a certain way, man. So I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to go with uh, Donnell Jones, man. You know what's up? Okay, okay.
So I think that's it, man. I think that's another good episode. Sweet sixteen. I'm cool with that, man. What's the crew before we go, man? Sweet sixteen, get your driver's license, right? Yep. Where was the first place you went after you got your license? Mm, my grandma house. Grandma house. Yeah. Just mm. wanted her to see. Okay. I remember I spun the block a couple times too. All right. Just people to see. I went to McDonald's. Did you? That was my first drive. That was the first. Okay. Yeah, okay. Went to Which McDonald's. one? Um, the one Chatham Park. Well, I don't think the one on Seventeen was built yet, Probably like in not. Berwick. Yeah. So yeah, I went yeah. to that one on Chatham Parkway. Man. Okay. Okay. Slid yeah. up there, man. Made my first purchase on my own. Like, yeah, yeah, girl. Let me get a um, and of course the ice cream machine was broke. Uh, per usual. That just never worked. Yeah. Let me get a um. Is it really McDonald's? Does ice cream work? Nah, man. It's not It's Chick-fil-A <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking Chick-fil-A The ice cream machine works <laughs> Okay fair enough Fair yeah. enough Yeah man so You know I think that's the uh, That's it um, Episode 16 Untitled Podcast man Once again man We appreciate any and everybody who was listening to us Whether it was the first time listening Or just your last time man We appreciate y'all um, Y'all made this platform what it is mm-hmm. um, and, and it's been a blast man So looking forward to doing this for a very long time man As long as y'all enjoy it um, So Once again man If you fuck with us Fuck with us If you don't Don't you worry about it bitch I know somebody like you. That's a fact G So so here we are, man. Episode 16. That is a wrap. We appreciate y'all. Uh, see y'all next week. One love.
watching the killers. I put you six feet deep. I'm being socially distant. Nina Ross on the hip. The 44 is my mistress. Extra shots, extra clips. Ain't talking videos, not big. So just come and see about it, bitch. Don't you? Hey, yo, I am the star in any room that I stand in. I am the standout. You just my stand in. These bitches copy my homework. That's what they hand in. That's why I'm private like the airports I land in. Life is a beach house. Don't let the sand in. I ball in any arena. Collect the fans in. I should go cop a New Jersey. That's worth the Camden. These bitches time TikToking. Better stick to dancing. I DNG the wallet. My money tall and prolic. Big ass backyards just so pop a big a frolic. With margarita pizza. With parmesan and garlic. These bitches thirsty. I can see why they alcoholics. Ain't gotta ever talk about it when you are about it. Just bought a new car not to drive it but to walk around it. Just call me Nikki. Cock the blicky. The menage is silent. Brand new vanilla Maserati. I've been hogging dozen. He caught me solid even though I'm dripping water diet. Big booty sticking out my daisy. Duke's a cause of riot. These bitches still my sons. Who could ever deny it? My packs hit different. Who could ever supply it? No one bitch could be my it offends me it's corporate giants the machines that went against me i watched bitches man they couldn't even rinse me she said she hot i said well bitch come and convince me ain't no seeing green but i'm seeing green even with them floor seats they couldn't see the team the k-i-n-g the goat plus me the queen i send shots send them back or flee the scene you know one of the Perils of making money is you can afford to be dramatic. Y'all some drama queens for real. It's all good though. You now tune into the biggest ever. YMCMB, Tunchi Lee, Young Angel, Young Lion, man. Y'all boys get on the track with Onika Mirage and y'all still dying, man. What's up? We in this bitch. This ain't gonna be the first time that I do numbers on two crutches. See more plaques than two brushes. Until I'm at the pearly white gates, I gotta move something, do something. All meetings happen in person so they can't prove nothing. Known her eight years and still fuck her like a new husband. Trying to run the country like Putin one day, but who's rushing? Who's bluffing? For real. Who you hugging? Who you want to be loving? I play 48 minutes on a torn meniscus. Who's subbing? El Chico Luxury. Want to see my niggas ball so bad I started up a league. Fuck with me. You niggas can't trouble me from the double tree. Step your sweets up. I get Oliver to set the beats up. 2021, I had to wet the streets up. Your girl was better in the morning like a slice of pizza. That's when I had to hit her with the nice to meet you. You niggas think you doing damage, you just hyping me up. Face who? I can see a wall of y'all, all of y'all, and run straight through. Trust is all fun and games until I want to play too. Adios mio, the ice is frio on the Jesus. It's bringing me closer to God. I'm already close to the mob. I'm already known as the GOAT. Can try and get close, but you won't. I already packed the garage. None of these shits is a dodge. None of this shit's a facade. None of this shit's a mirage. Thought I was seeing things when I was seeing green. 6GOD, CMB. Yes, sir. Ooh, give me some more flavor.